0: In this episode, we take a look at the houses in astrology. We go through each house and explain what it represents to give you an overall idea
1: of this really cool aspect of astrology. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is is the Intuitive intuitive Girl's Guide.
0: Hey, Jay. Hey. We're going to dive back into some astrology today. The people are liking it. I was just going to say that same sentence. The people are liking it. They want more. Yep. Uh, We're going to talk about the houses. Okay. As you know, via the many Marco Polos I sent you, I struggled with going like, what do we do next? Right. How much do I put in where? Because with astrology, so many things overlap.
1: Yeah, but also, this is also where people tap out.
0: This is where people tap out because even even houses, yep. I was like, what do I grab? Because right. if I go too deep into it, your brain's going to hurt. And I don't want your brain to hurt. I just want you to understand the concepts.
1: Yeah, and you also don't, you're not going to leave this episode being like, An astrologer. No, you're not. This is just so that you know like what's happening and what's going on.
0: Yes. I want you to be able to read your chart or someone else's chart and gain some understanding about certain things to help you in your life. Right. That's my goal. I still think you should go see an astrologer. Agreed. But I want you to have a basis for it. Yeah. So we are going to be looking at that. I want to remind you first, I know I say it every episode, but your birth chart. Oh, yeah. is like a screenshot of the sky the moment yeah. you were born from the exact location you were born. Exactly. It's your own personal sky map.
1: Yeah.
0: I really like the idea of having a sky map. I do, too. Like, oh, could I see your sky map? Yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> instead of applying for a job, you just send me your sky map.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. And I can probably tell. See where we're compatible. <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay. So there are 12 houses in mm-hmm. astrology. Right. I found this quote from astrologer marisa brown okay in an in style in style article that i thought explained this really really well when it comes to explaining how it works i try to quote the astrologers that makes sense because if i try to explain it it sounds jumbly because yeah. it is jumbly. and they're the experts they are the experts yes. okay so marisa says houses represent the rotation of the earth around it, its axis over the course of 24 hours yes as it rotates the sun and all the planets appear to be moving through the 12 houses clockwise Mm -hmm. they rise in the east on the cusp of the first house or the ascendant Mm -hmm. on the left side of the chart hang out around the top of the chart at midday set in the west the right side of your chart and then spend time at the bottom of your chart in the middle of the night okay Mm -hmm. so can you picture the wheel it looks like there's like pie pieces in it exactly the pie pieces are the houses Houses. exactly yes okay our our buddy we wish aliza kelly (laughs) i love her (laughs) uh she says a planet is the what a sign is the house i mean i'm sorry a sign is the how Mm. and the house is the where i'll say it again planet is the what sign is the how house is the where
1: yes i feel
0: like that gives you a good overall that's a really great way of saying it
1: yeah no i like that okay
0: yeah now when you really dive deep into astrology there are many different schools of the houses Mm -hmm. like you can click on on cafe astrology for example i saw i think there was like 12 different ones you could click on to go like what's this house system what's this house system right exactly so i'm not getting into any of that because right. your brain will fall out of your head and right. i don't you don't need that right that we're going to use the basic one that most people use mm-hmm But most astrologers use like a combination or what one they feel like is right. So if you go and get like an astrology reading over here and Mm -hmm. then you get one over here and there's like slight discrepancies in either what the house stands for or what planet is in what house. Right. That's normal because different people like agree on it being divided up a little bit differently. Gotcha. But it's very mathematical,
1: which I will also not explain. (laughs) I was also just going to say though, it's funny you would say that because- I was thinking about how complicated this is yeah, and how everyone like outside of this sort of community mm-hmm. will imply that astrology is like fake or like yeah. basic bitch stuff. Right. Right. Like it's just like, oh, you're just saying I'm like quirky or I'm this yeah. or I'm that. Yeah. yeah. But like when you start getting into this. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. Like, you have to really no. study it. You have to really know what you're talking about. Yes. It's really impressive.
0: It is very impressive. And mm-hmm. this is why you also get people tuning out of it at a certain point mm-hmm. because they are not thinking, they're thinking it's just reading your horoscope. Right. Or kind of taking a personality test. Right. And so when you get to a certain level, your brain is like, whoa. Right. Stop. Right. You know, and it's also hard to just explain the houses, to right. be honest. Yeah. But I'm doing it in a very certain way. So I Mm want to explain the way that I'm going to explain them today and what I want you to get out of it. Because if I don't start with the houses Mm -hmm. and we start getting into the planets, I'm going to be mentioning the houses and everyone's going to be going...
1: What are you talking about? What does that mean? Right. But
0: if you have this base now, it will help
1: you. Yeah, this is part of the foundation.
0: Yes. But even if you don't go past the houses, you're like, I think I'll just hang here. This will still help you. Like, right. I'm going to tell you what they each mean. I'm going to tell you how to look it up, all that good stuff. Okay. Okay. But what we're going to look at is we're going to look at the what the houses represent and then what zodiac sign rules it. Yes. You can also look at what planets are in what house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That... Is what we're gonna do when we get to the planets. Right. Okay. Yep. You might have natal planets in a house. Yeah. You might have none in a certain house. You right. might have four in a certain house. Right. That's normal.
1: hmm
0: What what happens with people, what I see, is people will be like, oh, I don't have any planets in my second house which is communication mm-hmm. so i must be a really like shitty communicator i should never go into public speaking right not not true. that right it could be that that's not an area that you'll really dive into mm-hmm. but also it could be that that's just not an area where you have a lot of lessons in growth this life because maybe you had a lot before right maybe you had like all of your planets in that
1: house. Exactly. You know what I mean? So
0: don't take it too strangely or like create too many stories about this, especially when you start to get to like the, the deeper spiritual Mm -hmm. like transformation ones, people get a little chip on their shoulder if they don't have natal planets in those houses. But I'm just telling you that doesn't mean that that's not an area that you're going to be advanced in.
1: Gotcha.
0: Having planets in the different houses is just kind of like a flag to you that you're going to have a lot of lessons there. Yep doesn't mean you're better or worse than anybody else exactly right i know that sounds silly but like no, really I'm... even on the interwebs people are saying stuff about it and i'm like that's yeah. so off yeah not true mm-hmm. okay so your ascendant or mm-hmm. your rising sign which we have a whole episode on we do is always in your first house right so you always have that in your first house so we're i'm going to mention the first house briefly mm-hmm. but we're not going to go too far into it because we have a literal entire episode on, on it. it so right. go there okay You'll also see that like different planets have different aspects. Mm -hmm. So there's so much to this. Right. So when I'm telling you the houses Mm -hmm. and you're like maybe looking up your signs in your houses, we're going to talk about ours. Okay. When you're doing that, what I want you to remember is that you're only getting a little piece of the puzzle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You're going to go through this and go, oh yeah. Okay. I can see that. Right. But it's not going to feel like oh wow Mm -hmm. but when you add the planets in it's
1: going to start making sense. and
0: then you click in the house piece right you're gonna get it right you're gonna go this is so accurate so bear with us for that (laughs) yes (laughs) what i want you to think of when you're going through yours so like maybe you're listening and you're like looking at your chart and like reading yours while we're talking maybe you do it later doesn't matter right what i want you to know is that Understanding your houses and what they represent and what zodiac sign is in what house for you is helpful to you so that you don't swim against the tide
1: a good way of saying okay it. it's yep. not
0: like oh i'll never be good at this or, right this will always be hard for me mm-hmm. it's like oh if i understand this i won't have to swim so hard against the tide i mean we talked about that a lot when we talked about rising signs right
1: exactly like with
0: you with your scorpio rising right, right. and me with my cancer like oh nurturing and you being like why is everyone reading me that way right it makes such a difference if you're like oh
1: this is why yeah.
0: so let me embrace this instead right. of fighting it all the time
1: yeah just knowing things like this is helpful I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's
0: let's dive in. Okay, shall we? Yeah. Okay, I want us to look at our right, our different houses as okay. well. Um, that was me unplugging my cell phone. That noise. Sorry, everybody. Um, okay, but we're f- your first house. Again, we have a whole episode on it, but mm-hmm. I'll just quickly say it's your rising sign, your ascendant. That's personality, identity, and how you present to the world. Yep. Now. Second house Mm -hmm. is money, material possessions, and what you value, what you need to feel safe, your relationship to security, how you meet your basic needs, and it is sometimes referred to as the house of possessions.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So this is, I feel like I'm going to say this for all of them. This is an important house. (laughs) (laughs) Just get ready for me to keep saying they make up who you are exactly right exactly right okay so again how do you not swim against the tide you look at okay Mm -hmm. when it comes to money and material possessions for me Mm -hmm. if i look and i go what's what sign is in that house Mm -hmm. what can that teach me about how to work through through life dealing with these things Mm -hmm. okay so for me my second house is ruled by Leo. Okay, which cracks me right up because if you want to think <laughs> about me as a like a teenager, early twenties, I was very much kind of against the idea of making money like in a way that was like to be seen and in the front row and and be fiery and oh. like lying like that to me was like. Mm, oh really? I think I was trying to lead into my Cancer rising too mm-hmm. much. Does that make sense yes. to you? Yes. Yep. But when I, when I sort of started letting that go and I sort of embraced more of the Leo traits, it made a huge difference. So that. I'll yes. just tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. Leo in the second house, you are likely to spend your money on fun, creative, and joyful experiences. More than other people, you are likely to treat your finances and physical possessions as things to enjoy. Sometimes this might look like a childish approach to your material life, including and, oh, indulging and refusing to see things clearly but you can also take a playful approach seeking to become a masterful money masterfully at the money game regardless your capacity for creativity and childlike delight are resources to you gifts to offer the world and energies you can make money with i also have a little virgo Hmm. in my second house Mm -hmm. which brings like the energy of analysis right and when you go, oh, there's this little thing of like, let me analyze yeah. and like kind of maybe overthink a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm eventually what I want to spend money on is having fun. Yeah. That's me. That is you. How do I, how do I go out into the world and like present myself professionally? Mm-hmm. Child, like creatively having fun. That's uh, better, but that's
1: what I thought. That's so interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So what's your, what's your um, second house? My second house is in Sagittarius. Ooh, um, I don't think I would have guessed that. I don't either. It says you're likely to have fine tastes and seek expansive wealth more than other people you may find your financial and material life to be sort of an sort of an adventure, a place you find enthusiasm and meaning. This might be a wild ride at times, though with moments of extreme generosity, changing fortunes, and rich rewards. Well then, I'll take that. I like that. <laughs> I actually love the generosity part a lot. That's true.
0: I also think there's like more of a simplicity to
1: that concept than Mm -hmm. what
0: you sometimes apply.
1: What do you mean? (laughs) What does that mean?
0: Like, I think that has a feeling to me
1: of like an ease for money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't do that much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Neither of us. But like, I I think that, but I think that you've been getting closer to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I, I think that's.
1: I don't know. I like that. I do too.
0: Yeah. Okay. And is it just? Do you have any other little planets showing up?
1: Um. It says Capricorn in the second house. Okay. Um.
0: And that brings a little bit of what energy?
1: Um. It says persistent energy to the affairs of your second house. Um. I don't know. Let me see. Would you tell the world?
0: So the energy of persistence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's me too. That is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See that little extra flavor to me really helps it make sense. Yeah. Okay. Your third house is communication and community. I think I said your second house was communication earlier in my example, but it's actually your third house. Just (laughs) kidding. Don't bother writing into the podcast. I have fixed it. (laughs) Someone's gonna. Yeah, I know. Communication and community. Yep. Learning. Mm -hmm. Conversation flow of information it colors how you interact with siblings peers and friends mm. influences early education short distance travel speaking and writing
1: It's mm, a good one yeah this is also i think why it's helpful to learn about all of the signs not just yes. your top three or your, yes. your big three yes because like sagittarius i don't know much about but it's literally right. controlling my second house of money yes. and finances yes. I should know that yes right
0: and when we get to look at what planets are in the houses mm-hmm. and you add in the the zodiac sign mm-hmm. plus the planet it's it's so powerful exactly. and you just kind of like have this moment of like you know I, I thought that I was more mysterious of a human but this website has just told me everything about me based on my birthday exactly like wild stuff to me
1: that's why we should all be doing this
0: i agree i agree okay so my third house mm-hmm. is ruled by virgo okay i think that makes a ton of sense yep. but i will say you really appreciate neat and detailed language virgo's attentiveness is drawn towards conversations that feel critical but constructive digging into nuance and detail in a useful way Mm-hmm. Your high standards for language may slow down and hinder your self-expression, but you are likely able to convey your thoughts in a clear and precise manner. In fact, you may be able to treat communication as a form of work or service. Hi, we are now on our podcast. It's like the ruler of podcasts right here. Here we can recognize that clarifying our thoughts and finding the right words for something can be healing, making life understandable and workable. Mm -hmm. And I just want to expand on that for a second to say that to me, words are so important to have the right word to match the energy of how you feel is everything. And I place a lot of importance on that to the point that I think it aggravates other people sometimes, but that's the Virgo. That's like, it needs to be precise. Yeah. And then I also have a little bit of Libra Mm -hmm. here, which is harmony and balance coming in. Gotcha. So sort of like, I do think I have this tendency and I always thought it was just based in insecurity. And Mm -hmm. I do think it is, but I think it could also be a little bit of this Libra where I need to balance having like smart, deep conversations with being goofy. Oh yeah. Like, I think that might be a little of this too. that tracks. Sometimes I think I'm like, why am I doing, like, am I trying to undo how smart I am a little
1: Oh, well, do you know what I, think I mean we are taught to do that yeah yeah I think then women, like you make especially women are taught to do that yeah yeah
0: yeah so i don't know a little bit no. of column a a little bit of column b right exactly all right what do you got for your third house um
1: mine is in capricorn Ooh. yeah so it says um that i'm likely drawn to discussions about weighty and important issues yes <laughs> You don't have to keep reading. D- Nails, stop yes, that. I'll, I'll, re- I'll just read the one last one. No, read sentence. all of it. No, read it's all all it. a lot, but it just says more than other people. You appreciate when ideas are conveyed in a substantive, authoritative, or systematic manner. Yes, it's so true. That it's is so true. true. Um, on a basic level, you might treat language as an internal discipline, striving for definition in your own thinking. Wow. Yes. And then I do have a little bit in Aquarius. And it says that that's the energy of innovation. Wow. Which is like complete, like. Yes. That tracks.
0: So not only should you be reading this going, oh, this is so right on and being blown away like we are, Mm -hmm. we should also be reading it and going like. How can I be more connected to that?
1: Yeah, exactly. How can I bring
0: more of that? How can I allow mm-hmm. more of that? And where am I having resistance to being that way?
1: Right. Well, and that's why like, if you're having a problem with communication or you can't communicate with people, yeah, you go and you look up your third house. Yes. And you see where there might be some issues. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Your fourth house mm-hmm. is also referred to as the Imam Kowili. Okay. I looked up so many different pronunciations of that.
1: Yeah. It's Latin. Yeah.
0: That's my best try. I think that's close. It it means bottom of the sky. Oh. Okay. So your fourth house was exactly what was at the bottom of the sky the moment you were born. Oh, I like that. Okay. So it's the opposite of your rising sign. Yeah. Okay. So where your rising sign is about yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Your fourth house is about your roots, support structure, home life, domestic sphere, relationship with your parents, how you parent. Mm. And Aliza Kelly said this sentence, which I had to like, just like sit and think about for a while because oh. she words She's stuff so well. That, yeah, She said it's the way we metabolize our upbringing.
1: Whoa. Right? That is a good one. <laughs>
0: Sorry for that noise.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Metabolize your upbringing. So like when you think about that,
0: it's like what you do with it and how you then like, like act in the future. Use it in
1: your own life. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot.
0: So our fourth house, there's a lot of influence from our parents, but mainly from our mothers.
1: Mm, Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Nice.
0: So my fourth house is in Libra. Mm -hmm. So again, this is balance. This is also my moon sign. Libra so I I feel very familiar with this but so for for home security like all of that stuff to me everything is about beauty harmony friendliness Mm. Um, you may experience your close relationships as support structures as you would probably relax by hanging out with friends or practicing an art is this an art yes okay (laughs) with Libra bring being an air sign you may have somewhat fluctuating experiences of home even perhaps dealing with extremes of starkly different situations regardless of where you are a sense of internal equilibrium and harmony with your surroundings can lead you to a sense of home then i also have a little scorpio in there which is like renewal and deep stuff yep and i do believe
1: that also tracks absolutely okay how about you for the fourth sign um you're gonna die i can't wait and if you've listened to this podcast, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Astrology is real. Okay. So my fourth house is ruled by Aquarius. Uh-huh. And it says, and you talked about family, parents. Yep. Your mother. Yep. With Aquarius in the fourth house, you likely have had an unusual relationship to home. You might have had somewhat of an alternative upbringing or not really have identified with where you were born shut your mouth oh my god (laughs) this might have left you feeling aloof (laughs) oh my god (laughs) do they know you but you are likely to feel like family with similar similarly unique and authentic people i'm not even gonna read anymore i'm just gonna leave (laughs) it right there wow that's what like you can say astrology is bullshit all you want like you can like Making some like girly pop, like silly bullshit TikTok thing, but you read stuff like that and you're like, I just got read by an app. You kind of got your ass kicked by it, a like little. in the best way. Like, yeah, more confirmation do you need? Oh my gosh! Wow. So if you're new here, you're like, what the hell are they talking about? But if you've listened to podcasts of ours, you're you know a lot about. Them. You understand that <laughs> that's really accurate that's a re- for you. Yeah. Wow. Yep.
0: and also like very influential in your life exactly wow. all right i need to recover from that yeah. so let's take a quick break okay. Okay. and we'll come back and keep going through the houses okay we'll be right back after this short break
1: hey y'all it's jamie with a little shameless self-promotion We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you.
0: Goes great with podcast listening.
1: A uh, great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop.
0: Yep, beans roasted in house. Amazing baristas. You know where I'm talking about. Restoration Coffee.
1: Can we go? Yes, I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh, I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Yeah, check them out
0: and visit restoration-coffee.com.
1: Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay, so I won't. We're obsessed. Mm-hmm. But I won't do this every week, I promise. You're going to be so mad at me. <laughs> oh,
0: God. It's not about me again. It is. It is. <laughs> Jamie! I promise
1: I won't do it every week. I won't. <sighs> okay. But this I, is the last one you're allowed. Jesus. <laughs> but the burn book. Oh, thank you. That's really... So Heather has mm-hmm. um, a blog. Yeah. A Substack, yes. It's called the guide. It's called the guide. Yeah. Right. And so we talked about it in last week's obsessed segment. That's why yes. she's mad that I'm saying it again. But too yes. bad. This is my segment. <laughs> you're the boss of me. <laughs> okay. But you just you just published mm. your second entry, your second mm-hmm. you know post. Yep. And it's called the Burn Book. And you don't have to. You know, obviously I want people to go read it. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe, read it, love it comment all that stuff but the idea of the burn book i love what you did so i want you because I, oh, yeah. I think because in your post mm-hmm. you told people to make their own i did and i think they should oh they've been sending them to me have
0: they i can't okay so tell us okay, more. okay 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 tell so tell us more but i i want to say how it started i had a dream that i was writing it yes i mean it had names yeah I named the names as burn books do yes right and I I Marco Poloed would you yep. and said like I had this dream like this idea to write this like I didn't say burn book that was your idea and I was like just calling everyone out and telling them to fuck off right and you were like you should write that like a burn book and yeah. I was like yeah but like I have to figure out a way to balance it so like it, it can't just be for me like I don't want to write something like, right I do write stuff just for my own Self. mental health right, right. but <laughs> i wanted it to be for everybody so you you helped me figure out how to do that right so and the title credit to jamie jay hey i'll
1: take that yeah
0: i really yeah. like it when people write about you and they
1: call you jay, jay. oh
0: yeah jay. yeah cause yeah i think
1: it's jay they think my name's jay jay yeah because right. i call you that right
0: actually only on the podcast true in real life i don't think nope. i call you that ever okay it's weird i don't know why that happened yeah. it just did <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> But so, so then I wrote it and I wrote, it took me a while, but I got it to the place and like, I didn't put any names, but I basically just wrote like my anger Mm -hmm. towards people who were like screwing me over or being mean to me or hurting me. Right. And was just kind of like, you can burn, bitch. I didn't say bitch, but I thought it.
1: Right. Well, and that's the vibe of it.
0: Because women are taught, like you're not supposed to be angry And you're told like you always have to rise above. And Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, okay, but also, what if you're just like cunning and witty Mm. and you say the fuck you part? Right. But you don't put the name and then you make everybody guess if it's about them. Right. And that those people are like a little torture. Yeah,
1: but that's on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like, I wonder if that's about me, I I want you to know that I think it is.
1: But also if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, oh, that's petty or like, Mm. oh, that's this, that's Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I want you to just take a second to wonder why you're thinking that. Yeah. Because everyone on this planet has felt and probably fairly frequently feels betrayed or crossed or hurt. Yes. Right. And we're allowed to feel those things you're allowed to be angry about it. You're allowed
0: to tell someone to fuck off. You're allowed right. to... You're also allowed to be the bigger person, which yeah. is usually what I choose. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you just do that, like there's a there's a price to yourself. Right. And so to be able to write something, right. maybe you don't share it. Maybe only share it with me. I love getting right. them. But like maybe you share it without names and mm-hmm. let them question it. I mean, there's enough hints. I know there's a few people who read that. Right. Because some of them are like silly enough to still be on my email list. Cause I think even though they're mad at me, they're kind of like obsessed with what I might do or say. Yikes.
1: <laughs> so yes. I know
0: they, I mean, there was a couple of lines that I texted to you and I was mm-hmm. like, is this too obvious who this is? And you were like, yes, yes. take that one down a little <laughs> Take it down
1: level. Yeah. But
0: like, that's good. Like it should be that way. And like that price to yourself, you can pay it. Mm. Like you can, you can like do that and like still be the better person and still not sink to their level or like swing back to hurt. You can still write it smart enough that you can deny. Oh of course that's not about you. Right. (laughs) But you know it is. Like because then it gets out. And you're allowed to be seen as angry. Right. You're allowed to be seen as scary or unhinged or whatever words people are going to attach. Messy, Right. That's that whole thing that like women are fire and and a lot of people are just afraid of they can't handle fire. Mm-hmm.
1: So just go fucking burn them all. Right. Exactly.
0: That's how I feel.
1: And you don't have to publish your own, but get it out.
0: No. Process it. Feel it. So this this really cool thing happened as a result because I, I encouraged women to write their own. Mm-hmm. And then they started writing them and sending them to me. Nice. Some with names. I mean, I'll never fucking right, tell. I'll safe. take it to my grave. Yeah. yeah but like... Some, a, a lot without, and uh, to sit there and like read other women's anger is oddly therapeutic. Do you know yeah, what I mean? because you're
1: experiencing someone processing emotions that you've been told you can't process. Yeah, and, and but like you relating. the power of it. Yes. It's so powerful. That's why they don't want us processing our emotions and feeling mad and feeling upset is because we're powerful when we do that. Yes. When we're all just sitting nicely and being the better person and turning the other cheek, we're just all sitting here letting the world burn around us. Yes. And we're not doing anything. Exactly. And you can't preach boundaries to people.
0: And I'm right. talking to myself right now. Mm-hmm. You can't preach boundaries to people and then not keep boundaries like that. Like words right. are boundaries, words mm-hmm. are spells. That's what they are. Yes. So if you fuck me over, there might be something written about you. Right. So maybe don't do that. Yeah. Well, there have to be consequences. Yes. And, right. and this to me is a very mild consequence and it made me feel good. And right. apparently it made some other people who have permission did. to be mad. And like, I love that. And you don't always have to be the bigger person.
1: Well, and that's why I'm bringing it up in the obsessed because I want other people to go and read it and then do their own and feel yeah. the, feel the, like the release that you're going to feel when you do yes. it for yourself.
0: Yes. You're allowed to even if it's not a burn book even if it's like saying to someone in real life mm. go you can burn i'm i'm done with you right i don't i don't want you around me right i don't want to be nice to you anymore right you have full permission to do that yep. and it's scary at first but i gotta tell you when you start doing it it's powerful yep. again words are spells mm-hmm. Fucking cast them man yes and they don't have to all be love and light they can be no. burn bitch burn right <laughs> okay jay back to our houses here okay the fifth house Mm. this one is self-expression and joy Mm -hmm. childlike and creative energy Mm. playfulness pleasure your inner child and how you connect with performance competition and theatricality okay that's a pretty broad um it's a lot description yeah I think as a society, because we're so focused on like productivity and being responsible and living in your ego, that we really miss how much of life should be childlike and fun and pleasurable and agree. following desire and all of that. Like that's like been squashed. So mm-hmm. I some I think when you hear it sometimes it's like, oh, yeah. this is expansive. And it's like it's actually probably all the things
1: you're missing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So. expansive is a great word for that yeah yeah i
0: i love i love me a fifth house
1: yeah my fifth house is ruled by scorpio oh
0: nice i know so i'll read this but i just have to say that to me whenever scorpio shows up i'm like oh this one is like a shadowy a shadow working mm, yes. place yeah true, true. and when deep, you combine like shadow work with like inner child stuff mm, well I like that's powerful okay so Scorpio in the fifth house you likely have an intense experience of your creativity at, at
1: times we just said in your obsessed <laughs> the obsessed segment <laughs> nice
0: at times of your life it may feel like your own pleasure joy and artistic energy are hidden from you or are otherwise somewhat dangerous huh can confirm regardless your inner child probably delights in the dark depths of life Yes, mm. she does. Finding itself able to play in the shadows. She does like that. I. That's where I... If I could just exist in everybody's shadows and my own, I would be very happy. That's such a cool visual, by the way. <laughs> you may also seek to be recognized for your soulful self-expression. That way you can portray your experience in a raw and powerful manner. Hmm. Fun and creativity are alchemical pathways enabling you to turn the gunk of life
1: into gold Mm
0: -hmm. and then i have a little sprinkle of sagittarius in there which brings wisdom
1: Love, i love that i'm kind of obsessed with it i don't know that a lot of people would see that part of you but that definitely is like a very big part of you i think
0: you're right i think i think that's one of the like protected areas Mm -hmm. that like if you are somebody i trust you Mm -hmm. can see yep that part or maybe if you know me on a professional level you're reading that like if you did like sessions with me back Mm. in the day maybe you're going like oh yeah yeah is there any other part of her yeah
1: but i think right that's true just normally in
0: life people are like wait what
1: right i don't know all right let me hear yours um mine's in pisces Ooh. it says your inner child is likely sustained by a connection to the fantastic and otherworldly parts of life You may experience creativity as a portal to other slices of reality and have a rich and playful imagination. This is a combo that makes an artist, especially if your spirituality encourages fun. Your appetite for the numinous and romantic sides of life could be confusing or messy at times, though. Ideally, you'd have playmates that are similarly mystically inclined, but grounded in healthy ways of being. Yes. I think that tracks. I do. I have a little bit in Aries, which um, brings in creation. Yes. Yeah.
0: I always think of Aries as the performers. Like, they're the celebrities of the world.
1: That's... it's That... When I was reading this, it was making me think of when I was doing photography. And, yeah. um, like, it says if you're an artist, it, you know, it tracks... It, it's... It works if you're having fun. Yes. Um, and that's what I did when I was a portrait photographer is it like I sense. would like when I had kids I would be silly I would be like yes. laughing and putting on a show and like yes like being really creative mm-hmm. to get everyone mm-hmm. to create that art
0: I also think it kind of represents how you are on the podcast and the role you play here of sort of like the grounded mystic that like people mm-hmm. are like kind of connecting with an understanding but then like funny bringing in like a little flavor and spice like right. I also see that mm-hmm. too yeah Hmm, I like that for yeah, you. Same. I like that, Jay. <laughs> All right. Your sixth house. Yep. Daily routine, health and wellness. Okay. So this is like how you go about your daily life, like the little kind of boring to most people, mm-hmm. like how Every do day. you
1: operate? Right. Okay. Day to day. Aliza Kelly. I know I quote her a lot,
0: but she's my favorite. No, Charles.
1: seriously. Like she's, she's incredible.
0: No, I agree.
1: Go follow her on all of her stuff. I know. And so I
0: have like paid for some of her things. Yeah. And like, I always have to be careful not to speak those things. Oh, right. But so I encourage you to go yeah, find yeah. all of that stuff. Okay. So Eliza, no, Eliza oh, yeah. says, while the first house speaks to the body you were born with, the sixth house reflects the body you create through your choices.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we both just did that yeah wow yeah that's a good one Mm. that one made my body you
1: create through your choices that's a good one yeah yep okay uh day-to-day
0: routine calendar management it's also the house of pets seems a little random to me but Mm. i'm sure an astrologer could explain that yeah how you care for care daily for your mental emotional and physical well-being okay all right so mine is sagittarius obviously (laughs) ready okay so you are likely to seek meaning and enthusiasm through your everyday life your worldview is probably related to health and services aiming for skillful enthusiasm and attentive generosity disorder may feel discouraging to you a sense of cosmic (laughs) deflation that whole sentence as if you're out of touch with the essential liveliness of the world
1: oh my god i
0: just have to stop and say that like if there is disorder or something not clean or clutter around mm-hmm. me it grinds me to a halt i cannot yep. do anything right and it's always driven me crazy that's why but i'm just gonna blame my sixth house like yeah. you know what guys my sixth house is in sagittarius
1: we gotta clean this shit we gotta up clean the- <laughs> put your shit away <laughs>
0: Okay, so you could get fanatic or dogmatic about your habits, routines, or self-sacrifice. Shit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> More than other arrangements, Sagittarius in the sixth house has the capacity to have a rich, fulfilling experience of everyday life and work. Wow. And then I have a little bit of Capricorn in there, which is like persistence energy. Mm-hmm. So like that's pretty. That's
1: much just me. you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Let's hear yours. Oof. Um. Mine's in Aries. I don't think I would have guessed that, but it does. Yeah.
0: Okay. Explain it because yeah. I like it already.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> you likely take a fiery approach to the rhythms of your life. Your mm-hmm. work life may feel like a battle at times. A harsh or combustive atmosphere. But at your best, you likely feel like an everyday hero, tackling my new problems with athletic strength. Um, more than other people, the tedious parts of life might make you feel angry. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> ah, nailed it.
0: Wow! Nailed it. Yep. I like the part about the athletic strength, because what is it that you always say that you do, where you're like, I, I just gotta like knuckle up and attack the thing that i don't feel like oh i call it
1: (laughs) i say i bull run oh yes like i picture i literally picture like a like a bull like if you're like looking up taurus energy which is interesting because taurus there's a sprinkle of taurus in this Oh, nice yeah um but i always picture like literally just like putting my head down and like running into something it's pretty athletic (laughs) if i if i have to do something it's yeah. like you just got to bull run into it, get you're it done. You're angry that you have to do the minutiae. Get it done, can't sit in it. So you're going to bull run at right. it to get it done. Yep. Wow. You can trademark that. Bull okay. run.
0: Bull run. Squidgy. and Bull, bull run. run. <laughs> trademark. Cool. Jamie. <laughs> okay. Your seventh house mm-hmm. is your descendant. Mm-hmm. So if your ascendant is yourself, descendant is like how you're partnering with other people. Gotcha. Okay. So partnerships marriage now i just have to say they don't mean marriage like if you have the piece of paper or not if they're like in a long-term committed relationship that's what they mean here okay one-on-one bonds romantic and platonic Mm -hmm. people quite often only look at this as romantic okay big mistake there's a lot of great information here on the kind of friend you are the kind like one-on-one connections you'll have professionally like it it you don't need to get stuck there right Um, It's basically how you approach pairing up with somebody at all, not in a group, but just one-on-one with other people. Okay. All right. So again, I've said this many times, but people will, when they're dating, will just look at like sun sign information. Yes. Right. No, definitely look at the rising sign, but then check your seventh house and their seventh house Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a real understanding of what's going on also friendship also partnering at work Mm -hmm. all of this okay so mine is in capricorn okay so that suggests someone who takes a somewhat serious mature and dedicated approach to relationships more so than other placements you likely prefer partnerships that feel well defined and based on a sturdy structure at times you may feel cold or distant to your partners while this serious approach can be practical and romantic from a long-term view, stay in touch with the sweetness and fluidity of love. When based on integrity, Capricorn relationships can be incredibly trustworthy and supportive. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I would also say there's a little sprinkle of Aquarius in there for mm-hmm. me, which is innovation. So it's like, oh. it doesn't have to be
1: Keeping things conventional fresh. or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yep. Okay. That's perfect i think it sounds right on yeah i think this especially the part where it's like the stable like if it feels like this is there's integrity there yeah
1: all in you're in it right yeah
0: otherwise that's probably where the cold and distant comes in exactly it's just me going like you stay over there (laughs) gain some more
1: integrity and then we'll talk yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. okay what do you got (laughs) (laughs) um mine is in taurus Ooh. um so, it's someone who is oriented towards stability, sturdiness, and smooth pleasure within their relationships. Likely to appreciate partnerships that are reliable, grounding, and beautiful in a simple way. Ooh. You're drawn to the goodness of solid connections.
0: That is very true for you. Yep. That, like, the goodness of solid connections. Yep.
1: Exactly. Like yep. um, and then there's a little bit of Gemini in there, which brings in curiosity.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm that too yeah okay i like those i also feel like ours match up well exactly they seem pretty similar exactly yeah okay good stuff all right the eighth house mm-hmm. this this is where to me like eighth ninth and tenth is like some real juicy juicy stuff okay i think the the basic kind of stuff is probably more important in your daily life right to exactly but i think when you start getting into these Further away houses, it starts to get spicy. Yep. Okay. So the eighth house is transformation. Yep. Including birth, death, sex, and intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's about deep psychological experiences, hidden passions, inheritance, unearthing hidden treasures, and it is heavy but fulfilling aspects of life.
1: Oh, wow. I like it.
0: It's we we did a deep jump here. Yeah. Okay. Mine is ruled by Aquarius, so it says you likely explore your independence and unique genius within the hidden and (laughs) or shadowy parts of life. Yes, that's my career. Thank you. You may take an alternative approach to sexuality and intimate relationships, and likely appreciate experimenting with esoteric practices. Hmm. Okay, humor too. Could help you navigate the weird, difficult, or uncomfortable parts of your life. I may lean on that too much, but yes. (laughs) Depending on the rest of your chart, it could be difficult to express yourself and live your life in a truly authentic, self-guided manner. Yes. Yep. Crises in your life will likely guide you towards your individual spirit, helping you live in a free and forward-thinking manner. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And then I have a little Pisces in there, which is connection. Wow, which is one of my top
1: human needs. So that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We, I know it's deep, right? Yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, my eighth house is ruled by Gemini. Oh. Um, you're likely to experience the mind in a mysterious and powerful way. At times, you might find it difficult to fully share your thoughts, and you may feel that you need to be suspicious of others. <laughs> no, that's silly. <laughs> Humor can be quite a refuge for you. So again, both of us with the humor. Yep. Um, a pathway to clarity and a tool to use to deal with intense circumstances. That's me. Wow. Right? Yes. Um, and then mine is there's a little bit of cancer in there. So that brings in like the idea of security and home.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's, it's like describing
1: claircognizance to me. Right. Which is me. Yes. Yeah. You're the poster child. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I love that mm-hmm.
0: too. See, these are the ones that you you don't think so much about. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you identify so much with your big three, and then you get into these and you're like,
1: wow. Right. Yeah. My the last line of mine says, you may appreciate developing your psychic capacities and studying the occult, getting a grip on the magical evocative power of language. <laughs> Holy shit. yes yes is that what we're doing (laughs) right exactly like that's literally what we are doing right now language yeah and the mystical wow literally doing it right now you may enjoy she (laughs) does enjoy brings her a lot of joy exactly
0: okay the ninth house is your belief systems Mm -hmm. higher learning adventure long distance travel Mm. approach to philosophical conversations basically just the idea of philosophy in general is this house how you broaden your horizons expansion growth and how you connect to meaning and divinity in life Nice. it's 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 a big deal it's a lot um i am in pisces here oh
1: nice
0: yes so your philosophy likely emphasizes the imaginative and mystical parts of life Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm
0: may have a podcast called intuitive girls guide okay you may be particularly drawn to stories of supernatural events and other dimensions and you likely think we have a lot to learn from fiction mythology and altered states of consciousness
1: wow anyone that's listening to this (laughs) podcast right now needs to go look at their ninth house yes if you're listening to an intuitive podcast yeah what's your ninth what's your ninth house say it's gonna tell you all about this
0: stuff (laughs) yes okay still your worldwide view might be fuzzy at times or be a little too far out to really guide your life Mm. yep regardless your ideal adventure would likely take you into the fantastic feeling perhaps an inner journey trips to places of incredible beauty or stillness or simply being able to lose yourself in something big and immersive Mm. And then I have a little sprinkle of Aries, which is creation and kind of performing all of that for
1: everyone. I love it. (laughs) All right. What do you got? So good. Um, Mine is ruled by cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, You will likely see the divine as a comforting and nourishing force. This worldview may be quite down to earth, having to do with healing, safety, or the cycles of nature. (sighs) You're likely you likely think highly of home and family and appreciate feeling your way into the big questions of life. Yep. Still, you could feel hurt when your beliefs are threatened. Your Ooh. emotions can be quite influential to the attitudes to your attitudes about life. Ooh. You might enjoy pilgrimage pilgrimages to a homeland or simply appreciate vacations as chances to rest and recuperate. Wow. That's that's me. Yes. Yeah. It's a good one.
0: I like it yeah i like it a lot okay we're almost done here yeah we're wrapping it got up. a few more tenth house mm-hmm. this is also known as the medium Coeli. yep it means the top of the sky so this is so that's the exact top of the sky at the moment you were born right okay legacy career authority and reputation how you'll be remembered in this lifetime, Ooh. your public image. It contains intel on how you get after your greatest ambitions in life, how you connect with authority figures, and how you act as one. How you shine.
1: So, if you're doing any kind of like purpose work or career work, this love is here super duper important, right? Okay, mine,
0: mine is an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to perform this for all of you to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this says, Aries in the 10th house suggests an active and fiery professional life. You may feel particularly called to take charge of your destiny and to assume positions of leadership. No. No. (laughs) Funny. aries thrive when their initiative and bravery are engaged you can bring energy and zest to the table spearheading projects and providing gusto to the cause still you may find it challenging to be really steady and often other people need to take the lead
1: no (laughs) that's not it
0: i don't think so I think it would be smart if I let other people take maybe, the lead but maybe. I'm not sure that you it ever it. I don't right. want it. Yeah. Right. You can stave off burnout by focusing on projects that really call forth your highest ideals. Ideally, you'd be able to seek out a challenge, finding work that helps you grow. And then I've got a sprinkle of Taurus in there, which is like that earthly
1: abundance. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's you. So that's my performance need for everybody right there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Um, Mine is ruled by Leo. Um, Oh, also very like in the spotlight. Okay. Um, Suggest someone who is joyful, creative, and brave in their Mm -hmm. public work. Mm -hmm. This placement is gifted with the ability to be an emblem of something. You can... (gasps) That tracks. Oh my gosh. You can follow your calling with courage. Stepping into the spotlight or working with silent strength. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it may help you to feel grounded in something bigger than yourself. People with this placement are often professionally creative or playful. You can be an actor, influencer, work with children, or simply operate with a great deal of, perf- of personal involve- involvement. Wow. And then there's some Virgo in there with like analysis and yes. stuff.
0: I like that it says both in the spotlight and like what is it like the silent supporter or whatever because I feel like you I don't know that you wrestle with them but you're kind of right always going like back and forth and like assessing where like where to be what yes and it's literally that you're supposed to be doing that like you're supposed to be doing Doing both a little bit
1: of both right exactly and I think I actually do that in all places I mean like I consider I mean and I consider work to be like even some things that I do that I don't get paid for. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. and if you think about like me on the podcast and me in those places, I'm very much like both of those yes energies. Yes. Yeah. But
0: see, if you don't know that, you could fight and think you're supposed to be one Choose or the one. other. Right. Are but you if, in the
1: spotlight or are you the supporter? Yeah, and it, right. but
0: it's so freeing to be like, no, actually both is, is exactly working for you. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, and it was supposed to be like that. That's how like the stars were written yeah. for me.
0: You were like literally designed that. Right. Like, I'm sorry, my personal sky map says that I'm supposed to be both. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> Imagine if we like said, a said that Star in the Star Wars meeting.
1: movie or something. Let me just pull up the sky map. <laughs> First of all, you have never seen a Star haven't. Wars movie, so yeah. how dare
0: you reference it.
1: I'm assuming you would have a sky map in
0: Star Wars. I think that they're pretty advanced, so it's probably like a sky. It would GPS. Like come up on
1: like the in no. the air. <laughs> okay.
0: You have to watch now have Star to watch Wars, I,
1: or I was gonna say you have to watch the video of this. Now that I just did a
0: yes, there's a there's a visual demonstration. She acted it out. Okay. Her Leo just took the spotlight and acted the it right up. Send in a Sky Map out
1: for you, do, do, do,
0: do, you do, have to watch it because the amount of times I reference Star Wars to you, and you're like, like remember when we were talking about the male gaze, oh, and I yes. was talking about Kylo Ren. I know, and but that. I've
1: seen it. You, you, it's like permeates I the the whole culture. concept.
0: This is a little Star Wars side note. Okay, the whole we're concept down the rabbit hole is that in here anywhere? No, but all down rabbit it. <laughs> the whole concept of Star Wars mm-hmm. is like. An empire, which is the patriarchy, right. and the resistance, which fights it, and the idea that if you get too caught in being all light or all the dark side, that both of those are harmful. That's what the whole entire concept of it is about, <gasps> and if that's the way you live your life. So I'm just saying, it just feels like
1: a lot to go back and catch up on.
0: Well, it's like a thousand movies. You're gonna have some time coming up. I will, so you can work on it. Fine,
1: Star okay. Wars, you're and then right. we'll do um, a whole
0: episode. No, I'm just kidding. We won't torture you. Maybe we'll do an Obsessed segment, and it's called Jamie Watch Star Wars. Okay. And here are her thoughts. And Heather's going to argue with all of them, gonna probably. Say, you're not yeah. going to like them. <laughs> okay. Your 11th house... Yes. ...is humanity, group dynamics, aspirations, networking... I hate that word. So mm. That'll show up. Uh, <laughs> long-term wishes, teams and groups, how you appeal to audiences... and how you express a sense of community, humanitarian pursuits, and technology and medicine. Now, I went to look this up because I I thought I was right, and I did confirm that I am right, that social media and how you connect with that would be your 11th house, because that's like how you appeal to an audience. So if you're trying to do that on social media... You should look at your 11th house. Up, right? Yeah. And we'll read ours and see if we're doing it right. Okay. I mean, it's always evolving. Maybe that's on here too. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> my, my 11th house is ruled by Taurus. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of tourists in my chart. Yeah. So it says, you would ideally experience community in a slow and stable way. <laughs> yes. As a reliable ground, you can count on. More than other people, you likely appreciate the beauty and bounty of community. Enjoying the simple things in life with your friends. You may feel strongly connected to your physical neighborhood. Since Taurus is a slow, sometimes stubborn sign, yes, your friend groups could be a place you get stuck. You likely particularly enjoy embodied sensual activities with friends, like time in nature, dancing, enjoying food, drinking, or music. And there's a little sprinkle of Gemini in there, which is curiosity.
1: Dancing and tacos. Yes in
0: in or even just the the Taurusy thing of like sitting by a fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: or so I make you in the nice weather sit out on my deck yeah like just let's just do that and right. talk and drink coffee and yeah talk like solve all the world's problems mm-hmm. that is accurate for me. I also think it is not accurate really for the way that I show up on social media but I don't mm. I, I think it's interesting to look and go well, I don't know that I need to adjust how I show up, but I need to know like this is how the audience is going to connect with me most. Perceive you. Right? So maybe like bringing that up, but then if I think another step further, mm-hmm. basically we've become known for sitting and talking mm-hmm. about the things we love.
1: That's true. That's to true. A big group. That's true. So in that aspect, I think
0: it hits. I yeah, it does
1: know. hit. I mean, people always email and say they feel like they're just in a conversation with us.
0: I've got a bunch of messages being like, "Please don't stop doing the videos because I like I feel like I'm actually there in the more." Room, right. And I'm like, "Okay, but like, you know, we have to watch them and edit them, and like, we have to look at ourselves, and then I know it's it's a, it's lot. a whole
1: exercise and shadow work. It is a shadow
0: work exercise. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I already know. I can't I can't see that far to the screen." I can see that we're in the screen, but I already know that I don't like how my hair looks.
1: Oh um, no, it looks nice. I know, but
0: I'm just saying, like I'm I'm doing it, I'm live doing it, and I can feel that later when I go edit this that I'm gonna be annoyed with my hair. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. don't think
1: people think so
0: much about that. I do. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What's your eleven house?
1: <laughs> my eleventh house is ruled by Virgo. Oh. It says you're likely motivated by a healthy feeling in community yep you might be attracted to a spirit of service volunteering and helping one another holy shit if you're from the LP and you're listening to this that is genius that's me that's then why I...
0: is her is a school that her children went to right called the learning project Which shout out. out and
1: I won't leave I won't leave there no you're forever attached, attached. yeah <laughs> I love them very much um <laughs> and a lot of our LP my LP fam listen yes because they they love me as they should. And I love them. As they should. <laughs> um, you may be interested in how community can function and its mechanics. Taking a critical approach to friendship could be difficult, though. Ideally, you can find your way to a simple and wholesome spirit of fellowship, always serving and developing a sense of order.
0: I love all of that for you. Yeah. yeah. That is really, really mm-hmm. accurate. I wonder if the part... What was the part where you said where it could be
1: difficult to bring critical or something? Um, Taking a critical approach to friendships could be difficult, though. I wonder if that's the accommodating thing. It is. It is my accommodating thing. Like, I don't want to be critical. I want... Yes. I just want... I just want want everyone to be good and happy. happy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Last but not least, Mm -hmm. The Twelfth House. Yep. Endings, Hidden Strengths, Psyche, The Unseen Realm end of cycles Mm -hmm. the house of the unconscious and spirituality i love the 12th house me too i love it i love it Mm -hmm. secrets dreams (laughs) emotions Mm -hmm. affairs addictions psychological ailments no wonder people who love shadow work love this house right exactly yeah rest and recuperating recovering Mm -hmm. karma and your shadow self there we go here we are all the good stuff Mine is in Gemini. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. And then I read it and I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Gemini in the 12th house, you likely have a mentally oriented approach to the world of dreams, meditation, and spirituality. Okay. Within your depths, you may feel a profusion of ideas, curiosities, and phenomena to understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does that that like become a researcher? Okay. (laughs) This may be quite captivating, but also confusing. Your inner worlds might feel busy or slippery at times. They literally use my word slippery. Yeah. Your slippery boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. Going everywhere and nowhere still you likely have a strongly intellectual and poetic nature and are able to speak to and from the spiritual parts of life wow there's a little sprinkle of cancer in there too security
1: nurturing wow
0: yeah that's incredible it works i don't think i would have gone like oh yeah gemini Mm. but when i read that yeah i got it
1: well gemini is one of those signs that you kind of have to like redefine because it gets a bad rep like you just yes like a lot of people hear gemini and they just think two-faced
0: yeah which is so not gemini
1: no it's not
0: to me gemini is just like like really smart and like mentally holding a lot of, of stuff yeah and the able to
1: like 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 sort of a duality yes but not in like a, a mean way
0: i mean my husband is a gemini sun sign mm. and i i always think like yeah that's his like the brilliance of his
1: adhd yes right do you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. okay what do you got Um, mine is in libra Mm -hmm. so you're likely to experience your inner world in connection to love balance and harmony Mm -hmm. you may feel your relationships to be dreamy otherworldly and in some way at the center of your universe yeah that part yeah Yeah. being so internally influenced by other people can be challenging though oh you may strongly feel when things are disharmonious dis- or unjust. Oh, jeez. They put the just word in there. Or unjust. Yeah. You may appreciate exploring your depths through art or other meditative practices, finding or creating a dynamic equilibrium within yourself. Mm. I like that. Yeah.
0: I like that. I think um, the part where it says that like, other people's emotions other people's states this is not how they said it like mm-hmm. cause like unrest in you yeah. like, how do they word that
1: internally influenced by other people can be challenging I,
0: yeah mm-hmm. i feel like that happens to you a lot a lot i think you're good at managing it
1: yeah i've always blamed it on being like super empathic but yeah. it sounds like it's sitting in the 12th house too you get it like a double whammy yeah Hmm. i like that for you yeah okay so i hope this helps you kind of get houses but see how like i know we talked a lot about ourselves and like yeah hopefully that hopefully that was enjoyable
0: hopefully you can use it as an example
1: right but like you can see how like when we go through it we don't we don't just go through this to like talk about ourselves right it's to show you how intricate this process is yes and
0: this is only a very small piece of the puzzle right so we're going to do planets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll try to get that in sometime soon. Yep. Um, so we're going to have that for you. And I think if you have this base mm-hmm. to go in and then add the planets to, like what planets are in what houses, whether mm-hmm. they're like planets, natal planets, or you have transits and stuff in those yep. houses, like, I think that will really help you. Right.
1: Because, and go ahead. Well, and I think that like, there are probably some people that are like, do the planet episode now, Yeah. which I get. Yes. But... I think it actually works that we put other episodes in between. Yeah, because you can go yeah to whatever app you use. Again, we use Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yes. Um, <laughs> and you can go through your own houses. Yep. And sit with it for a little bit. I was going to say you apply need to digest it. it, right? Like yes, metabolize, metabolize it. it. Oh, we almost said it at the exact same time. That's it. Yeah. So you have to do that, right? Like because yes. this is all so layered and there's so much information that if you're yeah. like you listen to the houses episode and then you listen to the planets episode.
0: Yeah, your brain's gonna fall out of your head. Yeah,
1: it's just gonna yeah. it's gonna float through. So just sit with it.
0: Sit with it, apply this part. Yep. And then when we get to the planets you'll have a familiarity that you wouldn't have had. And then you can add the piece instead of trying to jam it all into yourself at one time. That's not going to work. It's too overwhelming. Exactly. Now also I just want to say there is so much more depth to the houses. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go further and understand more and look Mm -hmm. at the different, you know, the different houses, like the different systems for houses, highly encourage if you feel interested in this, Mm -hmm. go do that. I am aware that there's a lot that we didn't get into. Right. But I also am trying to carefully cultivate the information to give you a basis. Right. Without completely overwhelming your brain. Exactly. So please go seek more if you're interested. But also, if this is more than enough, feel free to end there. That's fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with
1: that. And what I love about this part, like talking about this stuff, is that it feels like that nice overlap that you and I always talk about where Mm -hmm. science yes meets intuition yes and they're sort of doing the same exact thing yes right like this is so scientific you're talking about where planets are in the sky and measurements and distances and degrees but then as you're going through this and reading this use your intuition yes like tap in see how you like see where it applies in your life you're using your intuition when you're doing that
0: Yes, if you were listening and you got like really drawn to a few of the Mm -hmm. houses, but like some of them wouldn't even stick in your brain, Mm -hmm. allow that. Right. That's intuitively go like explore more there and then you'll be drawn to the other ones when you're meant to. Right. I always feel like that with astrology. Mm -hmm. Like there'll be times in my life where you can, you could give me a pop quiz on any part of my chart and I would be like, I know it because I'm so in, like I got that. And there'll be other times where I'm like, I forget everything. Right. Like, exactly. I don't know. It's not front of brain for me. And yep. that's fine. That's normal and well, how it should be. That's how the planets and humans cycle. Wait, are you describing being cyclical? Because I remember that showed up in one of your houses. It did. It was yeah. in one of houses. <laughs> it was. Yes. Yeah. So it's great. Start with understanding yourself. Right. And then start playing around with it and exploring it more and like how it relates to other people right. and the people around you and how... You sort of connect, like if you are working with someone and Mm. and you're like butting heads somewhere, pull your natal chart, man, and And like what area are you butting heads and look at each other's because there's clues there. It's just gonna make your life easier. It's gonna help you understand yourself better. And again, it's that getting rid of the swimming against the tide. Yeah. In as many places in your life as possible, because you're still gonna have to swim and it's hard and you're gonna get tired. But if it's not against the tide. It's gonna be easier. It's a little easier. Yep. Maybe you can get like in a little tube for a while. (laughs) Exactly. Just float down the lazy river for just a a short period. You take that when you can get it. Yep. All right. I want to go drink coffee. And oh, you are already drinking coffee. I'm gonna get. I could get a second one. I think you need one. I don't know why, but you do. This is this is sweaty work. So we're gonna go get Jamie a second cup of coffee.
1: Let's do it. All right.